You are listening to the Tackles and Takes podcast with your hosts, Colin, Tyler, and Parker. In this episode of Tackles and Takes, we discuss week eight of the NFL season. So just like every week, we start off with, I don't know, I found this to be my favorite segment, our touchdown and turnover teams or players of the week. So it's pretty much like we get our takeaways and reactions and we see who really overperformed and who really underperformed. Parker, you want to you wanna start this one? Uh, yeah, so for my touchdown player, uh, I have to go Christian McCaffrey. He had a receiving touchdown, a rushing touchdown, and a passing touchdown, which was the first time since 2005, I think. Dang. And this is his first game with the Niners where they really put a lot of faith in him, and we see that obviously it's working, and I expect him to do well moving forward. And for my turnover, I'm going to go with a player this week. I'm going to go with Richie James. Just because he, you know, fumbled two punt returns and he basically sold the game for the Giants and they they really should get rid of him. <laughs> Are you with the two fumbles? Yeah. Uh, all right, that's pretty good. Uh, Colin, would you like to go next? So my for my touchdown player of the week, I'm gonna go with Tyler Conklin for the Jets. He had two touchdowns and he moved up from the tight end 15 in fantasy to the tight end six. 22 points. Six receptions, seven nine yards, two touchdowns, even though the Jets lost, and Zach Wilson is not a very good quarterback, as we all know. Uh, for my turnover player of the week, I'm going to go with DJ Moore because mm-hmm. he, against the Falcons, if you didn't watch his game, then I don't know what you were doing, but it was a Hail Mary. DJ Moore catches it, ties the game, takes his helmet off in celebration, 15-yard excessive celebration. They miss the extra point and go to overtime and end up losing. So yeah, the Falcons. Falcons had the choice to either enforce the force the kick, I mean, the penalty on the kick or on the kickoff, and a good IQ move, honestly, to enforce yeah. it on the kick. Yeah, definitely. I mean, a 48 48-yarder. I don't care who you are. That's not that's no it's not gimme. A chip shot. That's no gimme. All right. Uh, so I guess my touchdown player of the week. I think it would have to be Nick Chubb. He did. He played really, really well on Monday Night Football. Um, he had a, over like a little over 100 yards for two touchdowns. I don't know. It was really nice seeing him get a lot of touches and just I don't know, just see him perform like he always knew how he could perform. Yeah. Turnover. I'm gonna go with the team as well this week. Uh, the Packers. I mean, I kind of been saying it for the past few weeks. It's getting really, really hard to watch as a Packers fan. Granted, the Packers defense played okay. I mean, they got two interceptions, but they let up um, a good amount of points against the Bills, and I, I don't know. I feel like they need to start turn uh, getting it together because if they don't, th- their season can be over very, very shortly. I agree with that. All right, now we w- we're gonna go to fantasy frenzy, where we talk about how our fantasy teams did this week and what players you should and should not pick up or stay away from. Uh, Colin, you want to start this one? So I won uh, third game, my third game winning streak. Um, I only scored 100 points, but my opponent scored 88, so it was enough. Jalen Hurts had himself a day with 36 points. I was going to pick him as my touchdown, but it just he's just consistently going off. Um, and then Trey Quan Smith, who I had to pick up last minute because Jamar Chase and Debo Samuel were both out. He dropped a donut, 0.00. Um, the Raiders defense gave me one point. But 
Honestly, Tyler Conklin and Jalen Hurts made it for over half my points, so it wins a win. I also won this week. I'm now five and three. Um, so Lamar kind of had a bounce back week. He's kind of been shaky the past few weeks. He had a bounce back week, scoring almost 22 points. Nick Chubb putting up 25. Tyree Kill 31. DJ Moore 27. I mean. And DK in my flex. I mean, all my receivers for me this week did did perfect. I mean, nothing I could have asked for more. But um, Hayden Hurst, you did okay. I mean, as a tight end, I don't expect you to put up like 15 points a week. I mean, you put up eight. That's yeah, not honestly. I that's feel not, like the tight end bad. position now. It's like you have your top guys Kittle and Kelsey, and then there's just a huge drop off. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like if you're not like a top guy or like a top target for your quarterback, the tight end is kind of crucial in fantasy in my opinion because that guy can either put up 20 something points a week for you like like Kittle and Kelsey or you can put up like a consistent like five to five to ten I mean yeah now, now that TJ Hawkinson got traded to the Minnesota Vikings I don't know how much how his role is going to change I don't I don't think he's going to have as much of a role as he did on the Lions that's true and then my running backs this week Nick Chubb RB1 played great 25 points I mean two touchdowns 100 yards nothing I can't complain A.J. Dillon, another struggling week for A.J. Dillon. He's been struggling all year. I mean, I don't think he's put up. I mean, week one, he put up 20 points. And then since then, since then he's put up 7, 5, 9, 3, 9, 1, and 7. I mean, as an RB2, I don't know. I feel like me personally, like I should have made some moves to try to pick up another RB2. But I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I would recommend staying away from A.J. Dillon completely. All right, um, so I won this week, um, making me 7-1. and one. I put up 160. Um, this week, I had since I had Justin Herbert, he was on a bye, so I had Geno Smith as my quarterback, who had a solid game, putting up 19. Then at my running back, I had Christian McCaffrey, who obviously had an amazing game, putting up 40. Then I had Saquon, who did all right. He's had better weeks. I had Christian Kirk, who has not had a good year at all. I mean, I'm not really surprised, but they're paying him a lot, and I don't think he's worth it at all. And then I had D-Hop, who has been arguably the best receiver for, in fantasy since he's come back. I think he has the most yards and most touchdowns out of all the um, receivers since he's come back. Then I have TJ Hawkinson, who has been extremely inconsistent week to week, but now that he's on the Vikings, I think, I don't know, it could go either way. Because Kirk Cousins, normally, um, I think he'll make him better. I think Hawkinson's value is going to go up. Yeah, then, I, I could see that happening mm-hmm. in the past heavy. And then Stefan Diggs, again, having, a, he's, being, he's been really reliable every week. And then Tampa Bay defense gave me nothing. And then Ryan's sick up. Up I mean, I mean, that was pretty solid. I mean, I, I, honestly, I think this is the first time all three of us won in a week. Yeah. So I guess that's a plus. I mean, yeah. no matter how you get it done, it gets it done. But I guess now we will go in to, I mean, our games of the week, personally, what we thought was like an exciting game to watch from like a fan standpoint. Yeah. So I think I'll start this one out. I think I'm going to have to go with Panthers-Falcons. I mean, like two teams that are like, okay, but... I don't know. I felt like I don't know. I felt like that it was like <coughs> a fun game to watch down to the last, like literally down to the last second. And then we really got to see how immature the Panthers really are with yeah, the whole definitely. celebrating thing. I mean, you got to kind of know the situation at that point. 
but yeah, I feel like from a fan's perspective, that game was just really, really fun to watch. I mean, I know the day after they lost, they're going to be running, honestly. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Oh, yeah, like, big time. Just like high school football, if we did that, we would be. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be running for sure. We'll be running for sure. My um, game of the week, uh, I'm going to have to say also with the uh, uh, Panthers-Falcons because it was one of the only like game, good, good games of the week. So, yeah, yeah. self-explanatory. <laughs> I, I had that game too, but this week has just, you know, not that many exciting games this week. And that one, really two teams that, you know, they're battling for the first place in the division, and we just get a great game. And even though they're not great teams, this it was still a fun game to watch. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's like the like battle of the, like like who's worst i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't call the falcons like a poverty franchise like the panthers are kind of turning out to be but i wouldn't call the falcons like playoff material just yet they're, they're on the uprise though yeah, four and four, four but four they're on the uprise like i wouldn't i wouldn't sleep on them but they're on the uprise but i mean i, I feel like either the bucks or saints just have to this stuff have i mean turn around somehow like yeah, it's, if you have the falcons winning the division then you know you're doing something wrong. I mean, I mean, nothing against Falcons personally, but... I have to agree. All right, now we're going to move into our predictions for this week's games. Starting off with our Thursday night game, we have an okay game. I mean, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles against the Houston Texans, not necessarily a great game, but, I mean, not something that I would like consider like to be like a, like a fantastic Amazon Prime-worthy <laughs> Thursday night game. Um... I don't know. I think the Eagles got it done pretty easily. I mean, it's it is the Texans against the seven and zero Eagles. Yeah, honestly, um, since the Houston's and uh, no, the uh, Astros and Phillies are playing. Yeah, he, Philly, players. Philly, and Houston don't like each other very much. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I think you know Houston is one of the is definitely a bottom team in this league and Eagles are obviously undefeated have the best record so I think the Eagles get it done yeah I'm gonna build on that how you say they're one of the worst franchises honestly the poverty franchises have like been good this year when you think about the Jets the Giants Giants aren't neither are the Jets the Jets are not I wouldn't consider the Jets to be poverty franchise few years you could say that the Jets and Giants are both bottom five in the NFL all right yeah Yeah. that is true all right next the Packers against at the Lions. I don't know. Me personally, I feel like this is the week that the Packers. I mean, I've been saying this for weeks now, but the Packers need to turn it around. I feel like this is the week they do it. I say, I mean, but against the gritty Lions, I don't know. I feel like the Packers can get it done in Detroit. Um, I'm gonna agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> There's just not much add on. I mean, I feel like it's a pretty straightforward game. Yeah, I mean, if if the Packers can't get it done against the Lions, I don't know. Maybe it's time to look at the younger Jordan Love. Oh, I don't. I don't want to go Rodgers. that. No, not over Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if, if we can go that maybe far. Any other quarterback in the league? Then I think you. Maybe. But but it's Aaron Rodgers, back to back MVP. I mean, you can't just one bad year just just bench him and throw Jordan Love in there. I mean, we've seen Jordan Love I like he. Mean. Jordan Love is bad. Yeah. Jordan Love is bad. Bad. Like I don't think he'll become anything in the NFL. I I know what you mean though. Like if the Packers lose, then I think they gotta make some make some changes. Changes, but I don't know if you can do it at the most important position. I agree. Next we have the Miami Dolphins at the Bears. 
I don't know. I feel like this one's pretty straightforward, too. I feel like Miami gets it done nice and easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with the Bears in this one. Of course. Because they're in Chicago. It's cold. I, I actually have a logic to this one. In Miami. Dude, it's going to be like, hold on. Let's look up the weather for Chicago on Sunday. I don't know. If it's under 50 degrees, then I'm going with the Bears. Okay. I don't think – I mean, we're in a warm front right now. It's 65 degrees. It's sunny. Dolphins. Just 65 and sunny. I mean, I don't know what logic you're coming from, but it's 65 and sunny. I I was thinking, like, the Chicago winter – like, not even winter. It's November. Dude, it's it's the first weekend in November. Like, what are you talking Um, about? Colin. The, the th- there's no science behind football. Like, there's like, I get maybe if, like if you're playing in like a team from like like if Miami went up to go play in like in Lambeau and when it's negative twenty outside, maybe that's like I can see that, but I don't know. Yeah. The, co- the the Bears are the not the Bears. The Dolphins are used to it too. They play three they play, teams. They play. Oh, yeah, they play in the uh, north. Their whole division is in the Northeast. Yeah, true, true. Okay, thank you. Yep. All right, Colts Patriots. Um. I don't even know what to say about this one. Um, struggling Colts, to say the least, against a, an okay Patriots team that's kind of trying to find itself right now. Um, they haven't released who the starter's going to be for this week. Um, I mean, I actually have no idea. I don't even know who it's going to be. But, yeah, I think Patriots get it done. Yeah, these are two teams that really you know, need a win and need to get on their feet, and maybe they have a chance to make the playoffs. But I just think that at least – Looking at how the Patriots did last week, I think they're just slightly better. So I'm going to go Patriots. I'm also going to go with the Patriots. All right. Uh, yeah. All right. I mean, we, all right. Next, we move into, uh, I think, a pretty good game. The 4-3 and three Los Angeles Chargers at the 4-4 four and four Atlanta Falcons. I mean, I don't know. This one, it depends on if the Chargers want to come and play. If the Chargers come out flat, soft, like not wanting to play, making stupid mistakes, I mean, if the offense comes out flat for the Chargers, I feel like the the Falcons will get it done. But I feel like that Chargers offense is pretty lively, so I feel like the Chargers can get it done in Atlanta. I, I agree. I mean, the Chargers not looking as good as we expected, but I still think they have more talent on their roster, so I'm going to go Chargers. I think that the Falcons coming off a big win. Uh, I mean, the, the Chargers haven't been as good as people think. I'm going with upset. All right, fine. I don't even know if you can call it an upset, but yeah, sure. We'll call it that. But next, we got the Bills at the Jets. This one, for me, kind of a no-brainer. Jets shown some signs of life, but I don't think anybody can really beat the Red Hot Bills right now. I mean, really, they're, they're the juggernaut of the league, in my opinion. I don't think there's any stop in the Bills, so I'm going Bills. Yeah, I agree. You know, Zach Wilson was looking good until last week. I'm going to go to the Bills. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Josh Allen threw seven touchdowns on Sunday. All right. I thought you were about to go with the Jets upset. You were really about to scare me. Okay. Next, the Minnesota, the really good Minnesota Vikings against the Washington Commanders. Um, I don't know. I feel like this one's pretty, pretty straightforward. I mean, you got a pretty, really good Minnesota defense against an, a mid Washington Commanders offense. I'm gonna go with the. Uh, with the Minnesota Vikings, as much as I hate to do it. The two teams that really haven't been talked about, the the Vikings having one of the best records in the league, and you don't hear that much about them. Nope. And then Washington kind of sneaking in a few wins that go under the radar. 
But I'm going to go Vikings. I still think they're a better team. Yeah, people forget how close the Vikings are to being undefeated. If they had won that game in Philly, they would be, like, maybe the top team, the team to beat right now. Yeah. But I'm also going to go with the Vikings. No upset special for this one. Okay, I'm glad to hear that. Next, we have the Battle of the OKs. Um, Carolina Panthers at the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, I don't know. I'm really disappointed with the Bengals. Uh, what the Bengals have done this year. Really expected them to come out, like, come out and and I don't know, have a really hot year coming off that Super Bowl loss. But with that being said, I don't know. I feel like after seeing the huge signs of life last week from the Panthers and their offense, I'm gonna have to go Carolina Panthers. I think that the Bengals. If the Bengals lose this game, there's obviously a problem. Pan- the Panthers have looked great the past two weeks, even though they lost that last game. It's not really, not necessarily their fault. It's more on DJ Moore. And the Bengals, you know, just not looking great this year. Uh, I think this is a must win for the Bengals or else, you know, there's obviously something that needs to be fixed. I could see this going either way, honestly. Yeah, but you know you want to go Panthers. I, I want to. You go know Panthers. you want to go Panthers. I don't know. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go Panthers. All right, All let's right. go. All right, now this is the one that Colin's gonna go against us and pick the Bengals. This is the, gonna no. be the one. Um, I'm gonna go with the tie. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm the kind of person who would go with the tie. But you know what? Let's go three for three on the upset. Let's go. I'm going to go Panthers. I don't even know if you can really call it an upset, but okay. I, I would say that the Panthers beating the Bengals is an upset. Yeah, it's an upset. But. All right. I guess we can call it that. All right. Going into our last 1 o'clock game, we have another OK against OK. The struggling Las Vegas Raiders against the, I don't even know what to call them, Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jags came out with signs of life earlier this year. Putting up solid performances against solid teams. And the Raiders have just been god-awful. I don't even want to talk about it. I mean, Devontae Adams, Derek Carr, you see that too. Two Pro Bowl-worthy players just not getting on the same page at all this year. I don't know. I say the the Jaguars get it done this Sunday. Um, You know... The, the Jaguars having, like you said, signs of life uh, periodically, I'd say. They're kind of inconsistent. The the Raiders just not performing how they should. Um, since Even though they were a playoff team last year, they're not playing well. I think this week the Raiders uh, get their act together and win. Uh, this is what I'm going to call the battle of the mids. The you're, the, you're the tiebreaker right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I think this is the first time me and Parker really like disagreed, disagreed on anything this year. You guys usually go with favorites. I usually go with the upset. So there really is no favorite or upset honestly, in this one. Yeah. It's two and five at two and six. I mean, um, who, wait, is it in Vegas? It's in Jacksonville. In Jacksonville, that really makes this a tough one. Not really. I you mean, know what? Jacksonville is not that hard of a place to play in. If they were in yeah. Vegas, that's a hard place to play at. Yeah, those fans, man, they're crazy. I'm going to say the Raiders. Uh, all right. Yeah. All right. So next, we have a. I mean, this game is always fun to watch. I mean, the Seattle Seahawks at the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, two teams who've shown like some signs of life. I mean, the Seahawks came out kicking this year. I mean, Geno Smith is that guy. I mean, he's 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 killing it. Um, 
the Cardinals, on the other hand, eh. Like, we know they can get, like, win, they can win games, but they really haven't really shown it, shown it to us this year. I'm going Seahawks with the, uh, with the win. Yeah, I agree. You know, C- Seattle just has looked amazing this year, considering they just lost their star player. And Cardinals obviously have a coaching issue. And, you know, every time a new Call of Duty comes out, Kyler Murray <laughs> loses. So I'm going Seahawks. Um, upset special. I think D Hop goes for 120 yards and two touchdowns. Dude, I'm gonna talk to you on Monday, and I'm gonna be like, "That was a horrible pick." But okay, yeah. keep going. I'm, I'm, I'm actually like very. I'm in a huge debate in the Instagram comments of that when they um, they selected the rookies of the month. I, I put as a joke, uh, Sauce got robbed, and then a bunch of Seahawks fans are kind of telling me how good Wooden is. So. Yeah, I don't, that actually doesn't back up my pick, but yeah, that doesn't back back up your pick at all. That's just stupid. <laughs> all right, so now, now it's uh, I don't know. Like when this when I saw this game come out, uh, the Rams at the Bucks. When I saw this game for Week Nine, right in the middle of the season, right after the trade deadline, I thought this game was gonna be like huge, like some fun to watch. Like everybody's gonna be like fired up about it. But the Rams are three and four, and the Bucks are three and five. That is just like not what I expected whatsoever. It it's I don't know. It's just ugly for both teams. I mean, both teams really have to like this is going to be the week they turn around. Like if they don't turn it like whatever team does not turn it around this week, I feel like their season can be over. Yeah, definitely. Pretty quickly. Um but with that being said, with it being played in Tampa and with Tom Brady, I feel like bouncing back, I feel like I'm going to go with the Bucks. You know, if if you sh- showed us this game last year, we would have said this is potential game of the week. Not this year, though. Two teams that we expect to do good, and they're really, really struggling. I think that the Bucks have more room to... Th- if they lose this game, it's not as bad as if the Rams lose because the Bucks are obviously in an easier division. But I think... Hmm. You know what? I'm gonna go with the Bucks. I think I don't think this is gonna be a game of the week as like close, but I think it's for importance. Yeah. I think it's which team out of what could could have. If you look at this game last year, you're you're circling this game NFC Championship. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. But now now you're thinking, which team wants it more? Do you do do the Rams want to make a statement in their division, or do the or both teams? I mean, in both their divisions, is there a team over 500? I don't think so. Yeah. Oh, the Seahawks. Seahawks. Seahawks, but... Still. Like, this is the most important game of the week. I'm going to go with the Bucks on it. Glad we came to an agreement. Yeah. All right. All three of us are the Bucks? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right, so our Sunday night game, actually a pretty good game. I mean... You got the Tennessee Titans at the Chiefs. Both teams five and two. Tennessee shows showed that showed us that they they can play, like they can hang up there. And you got the Chiefs, who are just the Chiefs. I mean, like there's they're they're probably like one of the, like one of the powerhouses in the league. They have been. I feel like they will continue to be. By uh, honestly, I don't think this game is even going to be close. I say like Chiefs by by at least seventeen. Yeah, I mean, you know. Malik Willis, I'm pretty sure he's starting this game. 
they don't really have anyone besides Derrick Henry, and I I think the Chiefs I think the Chiefs is going to dominate them. Um, I was thinking about this one earlier in the day. Here we go. I'm going to agree. Oh. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I think Patrick Mahomes keeps doing what he's doing. Uh, the Chiefs move to six and two. All right, Monday night game. Okay, game. Not great. Not not the worst. Um, you got the Ra- you got the Ravens at the Saints. Um, I don't know. I feel like with this how the Saints have been struggling, I feel like that this is where they're going to turn it around. Like I feel like this like this is like a deciding factor week for a lot of for a lot of teams. Like if they can get it done this week or not. But I don't know. I feel like the Ravens come in. I feel like Lamar just just has a, like a good great game. I mean, Lamar on Monday night, he always seems to perform pretty well. So I'm going to go with the Ravens. Yeah, I agree. Um, the uh, the Saints, I don't really think there's a chance at this point. If there is, they have to basically win basically every single one of their games, and I don't think they can, considering they're, uh, they, have a, they have a decently hard schedule. So I'm going to go Ravens. For that exact reason, because they have everything to play for, they have their season win or pretty much almost go home. Because of that reason, I'm going to say the Saints win it. Well, that wraps up this week's games. I mean, I'm not surprised Colin picked another upset. Thank you for listening to Talks and Takes Podcast with your hosts, Colin, Tyler, and Parker. We'll see you next week.